It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and we're glad that you're joining us for the Tulsa World Scene podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, Grace Wood of the Tulsa World. Um, our colleague Jimmy Trammell is on holiday, and we um, wish that we, we, we wish him safe travels and want him to know that we are terribly envious. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, however, leave behind something for us to talk about. Um, are you familiar, Grace, with the band Leonard Skinnerd? I am familiar with Leonard Skinner. Are you a fan of Leonard? How much do you know about Leonard Skinner? Um, I actually didn't know very much, but last summer um, I saw like half of a documentary about them. So I know a little bit more than I used to. <laughs> well, this this year is the 45th anniversary of a plane crash that decimated uh, the band. And it was, they had just released um an album and they were on tour and uh, several people were killed including the two members of the band that were from oklahoma uh, a brother and sister cassie and steve gaines as well as the band's chief songwriter and, and leader ronnie van zandt um one of the people who survived the crash was a drummer named artemis pile and jimmy We'll have an interview with him about um, his experiences uh, with the band, um, about the crash itself, and uh, how he is uh, trying to continue to pay tribute to those uh, who lost their lives in uh, in this in this one of the more tragic events in rock and roll. The planes and rock and roll have never have never gone well. I know, you know there's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, there's Buddy Holly, there's uh, Sam Cooke, uh, Jim Croce. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people that have that have that have careers cut short by uh, air, airplane mishaps. This John is, Denver too. Did you did you say John Denver? Oh, and John Denver. No, I didn't. Yes, and um, so yeah, there, there's a there's there's a whole lot of of of, of that. So anyway, uh, Jimmy will have that story in for us for Sunday. Um, on a, a a slightly more uh, positive and upbeat note, um, most people uh, in Tulsa, when they're wanting to. Uh, get out into the country without necessarily leaving the city limits, head for Woodward Park. And um, you have something about uh, a, an event going on there and what it will mean for the park from from here on out. Yeah, so um, the Tulsa Garden Center, which is the private group that's responsible for a lot of the care and upkeep of the park, um, they're hosting its annual fundraiser called Wine and Roses next Saturday. And this organization really runs completely off of grants and donations. So this fundraiser is super important to them, obviously. Um, So to kind of preview the fundraiser, I spoke to the Garden Center's um, Director of Development just to learn all about like what the money from the past fundraisers has gone to in terms of the park and what projects they're hoping to get more money for in the future. Um, and one of these future projects that I thought was super interesting was that the uh, the garden center is going to be working uh, on new Native American contemplative gardens at the park. 
And these gardens are just kind of meant to honor the rich Native American history that's all around us in Oklahoma. Um, it's going to honor the Cherokee, Osage, and the Muscogee Creek tribes. And this is especially important for the park because it was built on the land allotment that belonged to a young girl named Helen Woodward in 1909. And she was of the Muscogee and Creek descent. So, um, and I actually didn't know that. I didn't know about the story of Helen Woodward um, before researching this article. So that was super interesting to learn about. Um, and if anybody wants to learn more about Woodward Park and what they have going on in the fundraiser, um, my article will come out this Saturday in print and online. Okay. Mike Simon took really cool photos. <laughs> Mike Simon always takes really cool photos. They were so cool. I literally texted him and I was like, these are so sick, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All our photographers do wonderful jobs, but uh, yeah. but but. but uh, Every so often, one of them comes through with something uh, better than normal for them. So that's and that's 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 very good indeed. So, all right. Well, that that did, did they talk about uh, what sort of plants would be needed to make this um, uh, in line with you know whatever beliefs of of, of the various nations and tribes are going to be involved. We actually didn't really get into that too much. Okay. I know it's going to involve several different tree species. I'm just not sure totally which ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see when those plans get more detailed as we go on. So, okay. Um, sorry, I should have. I, I, I should have. I should have put my phone farther away from me. So I'm getting get bothered by that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, uh, coming uh, this uh, Sunday, um, we are going to have an interview with one of the leads uh, performers in the musical Hades Town, which comes to Tulsa September 27 through um, early October 2nd, I think, whatever Sunday is. Um, I didn't didn't double check that before I before I start before I started talking, typical of me. Um, this is uh, <clears throat> was the most, Honored musical of the 2018-2019 Broadway season. It was nominated for 14 Tony Awards and won eight, including Best Musical and Best Score. Um, one thing that is unique about it, uh, or at least highly unusual, is that, well, no, it is unique. Uh, it is one of only, I believe, four musicals that uh, where they were written by one person. They wrote the music, they wrote the lyrics, they wrote the book, wow. uh, and won Tony Awards for all of those. Um, and she is also the only woman to have done that. So, um, and we talked with uh, uh, Kimberly uh, Maribel, who plays uh, the role of Persephone. Um, how 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 up are you on Greek mythology or Roman mythology? Um, I used to like it a lot. I feel like a lot of kids went through like a Greek mythology phase. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's just me. Um, well, it was it was, it, it was part of part of the curriculum when I when I was in high school. But anyway, per, uh, Persephone is uh, sort of the queen of the underworld, although she doesn't like it there. And she demands that she be, or, or you know, she she's married to Hades, who rules the underworld, 
but she only agreed to do that if she was allowed to live up on the surface half the year. And so that's why we have spring and summer. And then when Hades comes and drags her back down, we get fall and winter. Um, in this one, uh, this is kind of a, a mashup of that story and of Orpheus and Eurydice, uh, which are two lovers, one of whom the, the woman gets uh, taken down into, into Hades and put to work. And Orpheus, her, her, her paramour, comes out to comes down to try to get her out and uh, complications ensue. Um, it's got a very jazz vibe to the music, very high energy performances. It touches on a lot of, um, and it's not it's not done as uh, Greek mythology. It's kind of done in a almost kind of a steampunk kind of Ooh. atmosphere. It touches on uh, climate change, it on workers' rights. Uh, and amid all these heavy things, there's a love story. Um, it's it's going to be something else. And, and the interesting thing about uh, our interview with, with Ms. Marable is that she plays Persephone, who is always wanting to escape from Hades. And her performances in Tulsa are going to be her last performances uh, before she leaves the tour. So she's she's sort of getting out of out of, out of Hades when she gets out of uh, performing here in Tulsa. So mm -hmm. that'll be coming uh, this uh, Sunday. Um, a couple of a few weeks ago, you talked to us about uh, is it Nathan Wright mm -hmm. uh, from the group Count Tutu. Uh, was doing uh, a song project. I guess the latest iteration of that is coming out. Yes, um, it's his second release coming out for his project where he's releasing a new song and accompanying music video every six weeks for a year. And they kind of all revolve around some of the same themes of like um, capitalism and social media and the internet and stuff like that and how that's affecting us as a society. So it's very very deep and intricate um, music. So it's very interesting to listen to. And um, yeah, he has a second release coming out um, this week. So I'll have an interview with him and his music video and song will be posted on our website too. So that'll okay. be either sometime this weekend or Monday that'll come out. Okay. Um, and uh, coming up, um, we will have um, our review of the Hemingway uh, which is Chef Trevor Tack's new uh, steakhouse concept. Uh, it's located in the basement of uh, an apartment building on Cherry Street, 1515 East 15th Street, I believe is the actual address. Um, the uh, atmosphere and, and design of the physical restaurant is really impressive. The service is great. The food is uh, got some really interesting things going on, and we'll explore all of that uh, in an upcoming uh, issue of the Tulsa World, <laughs> which you can find at fine newsstands everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com, where you can also see this uh, video and many more like them on all kinds of subjects, not just the fascinating things that we share with you every week. And we do appreciate that you do 
share this time with us every week. And we hope that uh, you all are doing well. And on behalf of Grace Wood and myself, we wish you a pleasant good day. And thank you, Miss Ellerbach, wherever you are. <laughs>